Welcome back to the Atta Girl Podcast with your host, Kara Dennison. This week, we have a guest with us, a returning guest, fan and friend of the pod, Rebecca Simmons. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Kara. Hi. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. So we have become friends from TikTok. TikTok buds. TikTok famous, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get there. So combined TikTok followers, Rebecca and I, we have probably around 65,000 followers and we really focus on helping women specifically get into better careers. I do that with the job search and with career advancement and things like that. And Rebecca really helps women who are burnt out, heal some of that trauma and find better, more fulfilling careers. Tell us a little bit more about that and some of the baggage that people have when they're in some of these toxic workplaces. Yeah. So the thing that that happens, it's happening so much here lately. And the thing that keeps coming up in conversations here lately with between women who are coming to me or women here, what I do, and then they're talking about this. What I'm, I'm discovering is this zone where you're sandwiched between, look, I am in this terrible, either I've got a terrible boss or I'm in the job that's no longer lighting me up, or there's a lot of toxicity, negativity here, but I'm too scared to move forward or move on. Either I don't know if I have the skill set to move on, if, if my, my experience is attractive to an, another employer, or I don't want more of the same. It's that zone of being stuck in between those two places. Yeah. And I've been noticing that too. I, I just recently posted a TikTok of you know the four lies people tell themselves about not getting their next job. And some of them were, I don't have the right degree or certification, or I'm too old, or the next place is going to be worse than this current place. And what I tend to find is that people are just very fearful, not only of change, but of just what if it's going to be worse? Should I just stay stuck in this miserable place because I just don't know what I don't know, right? So what are some of the reasons why people tend to stay in a place that are is truly miserable? And I know for both of us, for people who know our stories or don't, we both were in toxic jobs and I stayed for two years too long at mine. So can you share a little bit about why people tend to stay for, for so long at a, a place besides just, you know, what are some of the fears? Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's interesting. I think it's probably helpful that we talk about, you know, our stories. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I think it's helpful that we all share our stories because yeah our stories, you know, we feel like it's unique to us, or we feel like sometimes it, you know, well, this just happened because I don't have whatever it is, fill in the blank or, you know, but really our, our stories help other people so much, but there's a a lot that goes into, into staying, staying in a job too long that, that is either abusive or isn't lighting you up anymore, or maybe you've outgrown it. That happens so often. And, and for me, I know, you know, just speaking from experience and being in that place where it's, you know, I know somewhere deep within me that this isn't the place that is aligning with who I am as a person. 
my values and the company's values are no longer aligned, or maybe they never were. But the thing that's, that's scary is, you know, there's, there's some sense of loyalty, you know, loyalty is valued so much among leaders. And, and so it's, I, I want, I don't want to seem disrespectful to someone who gave me an opportunity. So there's loyalty, which really, let's just call a thing a thing. It's guilt. Mm. So I'm staying out of guilt that maybe there was one person who really championed me and, and helped get me to where I am. So I'm going to stay out of guilt, even though, you know, it's killing me inside. And, th- and then the other side of it is, well, I was really successful here, but maybe that doesn't translate to another company. Maybe another employer wouldn't see that saying, maybe, maybe I just snowed these, this leadership mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have that same success somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's the imposter syndrome cycle talking. Those, those are my particular scenarios of my own personal situation. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things and I kind of want to go through some of them because if you're listening, this might resonate with you too. I talk to people all the time where maybe they feel I've been here for so long and now I'm stuck. If I go to another place, I might not know the technology. I might be all the way up to date. Right. And I'm going to fail. I just don't know how to do this. The other things that I keep hearing is, I don't think I'm in love with this industry anymore. Yeah. Am, am I burnt out at this job? Am I burnt out at this company? Or is it just the industry altogether? And now I want to pivot to something else. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to take my transferable skills and pivot myself. Am I even going to be you know, desirable to a different industry? Other ones that I hear is, I'm, I'm too old you know, the ageism thing, which is a real thing, but people feeling like I got to stay stuck because I'm in my forties or my fifties. And now what am I going to do? Or even I've heard, I've talked to people where, Hey, I've stayed at this company because I had other priorities. I needed to put my kid through college. And now that my kid's in college, what have I done with my life? Now what, what really makes me happy? Or specifically with women sometimes too, I don't have the right education or the right certifications because they see these trumped up, you know, job descriptions. Yeah. It's really tough. What are some other, you know, self-limiting beliefs that, that you're hearing across? You know, one thing that came to mind, and this is deviating a little bit from what we're talking about, Kara, but one thing that, and this is gleaned from nothing but my, my own lived experience or, or, you know, what I have observed. So I don't know what the studies say or anything, but, you know, one thing that I think might contribute to this, this sense of people sticking around too long is, you know, we as a culture expect young people, you know, 17, 18 year olds to go to college and pick a path. They go to college because, you know, I know in, in our generation, Kara, that was the thing. Like you, mm-hmm. you go to college after high school, you go to college and you pick a path and then you pick that path and you're, you know, between like 18 and 22, you're still learning, you're, you know, still exploring life and you don't really know who you are and what you That's want. Sure. <laughs> I mean, and so we're, we're expecting people to pick a destination when they know nothing about the journey yeah. to no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's just, 
part of life. And, and so then they get in this path, they get along this journey and realize midway, like, this isn't, this is not for me, but they've, they've gone so far. They've, you know, maybe there's, you know, they're looking at the financial investment into this path, the time investment, you know, I've built this career so far. What does starting over even look like? Will I have to start at the bottom at entry level? You know, if I have to do that, I can't do that financially. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are we setting people up from the jump for this burnout experience? I don't know. Yeah. This is again, I, I I'm not a researcher. I don't. <laughs> don't but anything it's other true. Than it's yeah. so true. Like when I think about who I was at 18. I am yeah. not the same person. When I think about who I was at 22 or 25 or even 30, like I am definitely not the same person. And I'm grateful for all of those life experiences that I've had. And I've lived a lot of different lives. I was a wedding photographer, customer service, worked in the financial industry, did a lot before I even got into HR. And I'm grateful for all of those experiences because it brought me to where I am now. And I got to learn a different, a lot of different things. But another, you know, hindrance to the next step that I hear from a lot of people is now I'm a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades. And I don't know how to take this life experience and get me to where I actually really want to go. And you're right. It does tend to set people up for not success because of you're setting yourself on this path. And we as individuals and humans, we change so much as we grow and we learn. And I think if you're listening to this, I would like to just encourage you that everything is is changeable. You everything is adjustable and you can mm-hmm. make that change. It just what is a little bit frustrating to me and why I do what I do is to help show people that there is transferable skills and you can make those changes and you're not stuck. No matter what your age is, your experience is, if you have that work experience, those achievements you can go out and do that, those things that you want to do. And the fact is, is you only get one life. So make it, make it worthwhile. You don't need to be stuck, right? So I want to take a quick break and I want to talk about what is the answer to this? How can we overcome some of these things and how can we go out and get the life that we want? Because at the end of the day, our careers empower us to live the lives we want. We need money, right? In order to pay bills and and live the life experiences that we want. And we shouldn't feel miserable and unfulfilled or even sick at the places that are feeding us the money that we need to live. So let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and, and put a positive spin on this. After the last couple of years, high achieving professionals are starting to realize that life is too short to work at a company that no longer aligns with their values, that doesn't offer them a chance to grow, or doesn't pay them what they're worth. If you're starting to feel like it's time to make a change in your career for the new year, I'm glad you're listening. When it comes to landing your dream job at a company that you're aligned with and where you can make an impact, it can be overwhelming if you don't have a plan in place. If your strategy is to dust off that old resume and hit the job boards, did you know that you only have a 2% chance of landing an interview? 
The traditional hiring process of applying via job boards is a broken process and leaves job seekers feeling frustrated, rejected, anxious, and with feelings of low self-worth and imposter syndrome, which is no way to start the next chapter of your career. At Optimize Career Solutions, we want you to land your dream job by giving you the branding that sets you apart as the industry leader or professional that you are. And we want to give you the strategies that give you control and confidence in your search and gets you directly connected to those who can actually help or hire you at companies you're excited to work with. Book your free consultation with myself or my husband, Jack, at schedule.optimizedcareersolutions.com so that we can dive deeper into your career goals and show you how we can support you in achieving them without the frustration and rejection most job seekers feel. We have multiple levels of support depending on your needs. Whether you're a DIYer or someone who loves having weekly accountability, we got you covered. The first step to the next level in your career is just a couple clicks away. Book your free consultation with us now at schedule.optimizecareersolutions.com. All right, welcome back. So Rebecca, we have listeners that are frustrated. They're unfulfilled. They're feeling some of these things that we just mentioned. They're either a jack of all trades. They are feeling old. They're, they're burnt out. They are wondering if the next step is going to be jumping from the pan into the fire. If they're feeling like we were, right, when we were at the ends of our last corporate positions, for those who know my story, I ended up in the hospital. I was throwing up every day. I had a six-week-long migraine. My position got multiple roles handed to me, and I was just no longer aligned. A lot of things happened, and I stayed for way too long. And I do what I do because I don't ever want anyone to a ever in the hospital because of their job, but ever to feel that feeling of being stuck or worthless or like they can't find another job and they have to stay in that type of position. But I remember feeling those feelings like the longer it went in my job search, the more I was getting gaslit by my leaders, the more I felt worthless and imposter syndrome. So what is the answer? And I know that you do some really heavy work with your clients. I'd love to kind of hear from you. How can people start taking control of their lives and their careers to to make a better life? First of all, can I just say a six-week migraine sounds horrifying. It was awful. It really was. Horrifying. Yeah. That's like insanity inducing. I feel like, I don't know. I felt insane. I really did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you're not in that place anymore. Me too. So, you know, the thing is, there's so many things. And and I think, first of all, first and foremost, it starts with, if anyone's listening to this podcast who is in this place um, that we're describing, I think the first and foremost place thing to say is, it's not just you. You're not alone in this. And it's not because you don't know what you're doing. It's not because you just can't handle this. It's not the heat in the kitchen. Sometimes the kitchen is just built wrong or it's, it shouldn't be this hot anyway, you know? And, and I think that that's, if I could just get that through to anyone who's listening, who's in pain and suffering from work trauma, you're not alone in this. It's not normal. Yes. So that's the first place is that you're you're not alone. And I just want to thank you for saying that too, because no one told me that when I was there. I thought that that was normal and it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why when I'm working with clients and they actually find a place, I think of one one client specifically, she she finds, you know, a or actually a opportunity falls into her lap because that's what happens it seems like when we actually start investing time, money and energy into ourselves again is that, you know, doors start opening up and she's now working somewhere and and she's she's adjusting now but when she first got there she's looking at these people like are you all serious <laughs> y'all are really disrespectful to each other this Winston's was the culture going to drop <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was the culture shift for her the culture you know shock for her yeah. that she's watching these people actually interact with each other and be respectful of their time off her boss tells her oh you've put in some good work this week go ahead and take friday off and this was a just mind blowing to her and that, yeah, workplaces can actually be really reasonable. <laughs> yeah. So there is hope out there. Yeah. Not all companies are like this. There are great companies out there. <laughs> right. Right. And there are leader, there's leadership teams all over the place that are getting hip to the fact that we've got to treat humans like humans. So it's, it's a big wheel to turn, but it's happening. The other piece of it is, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of healing that is important. And sometimes it takes looking back through your story, through your life story to see, you know, unfortunately, we can't fix the leadership team here and what we do, but we, we can look back through your story and we can see, you know, where did some of these maybe where did over committing to tests or searching for that external validation? And, you know, how does that, you know, how did that come up? What, how did you learn that behavior and how is that playing into what you're doing? You know, the, the difficulty in establishing boundaries and things, you know, healing and, and taking time to look back through your story and, you know, taking care of what you need to and reinvesting into yourself because, staying in a toxic work environment, maybe you have a bad boss and, and then you start to believe what you're being sold about yourself. Mm-hmm. So the more you can start acting as your own advocate and, and it's sounds easier than, than what it is, but it's important. It's important work. So you and I both have gone through it. In- intensive healing. I know you're about a year out from quitting your job. I'm about three years out. I've done a lot of NLP healing, trying to heal my anxiety, trying to figure out my trauma, where my people-pleasing nature comes from, my perfectionist nature, setting boundaries. And it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought quitting my corporate job and being an entrepreneur would magically solve all my problems. And it didn't. And sometimes that's the misconception too is, oh, if I just quit this job and I get a new job at a better company, that'll magically solve my problems too. And you have a really great saying about how, you know, sometimes the baggage, you'd say it it better. (laughs) So I say that. So if you can imagine that all of your, your imposter syndrome, all, all the things that you're experiencing right now, imposter syndrome, you know, Searching for external validation. What are we talking about? Stress and, you know, staying in the office too long when you need to, you know, push away from the desk. And, you know, if all of these things were packaged up into suitcases and they're all stacked 
And that's what, what's got you so overwhelmed and it's just choking you out right now. And we think that we can just push away, find a new job, leave corporate America. It could be, you know, starting your own business, whatever it is. We think that we're just going to push away from those, the desk in those suitcases and those will never be seen again. But unless we open those suitcases up and rifle through what's in there and figure out how they got to be there in the first place, there's a magical bellman that will just bring those suitcases one by one Mm -hmm. to your new desk, your new office. And before you know it, it's all sitting there once again. And it's true. It happened with me when I first started my business, I thought, well, I left it all behind. Look at me yeah. starting my new life. Woo-hoo-hoo. And then I'm like, why am I still having panic attacks? Why am I still anxious all the time? Why am I depressed? Like I'm starting my new life. And it wasn't really until I got into therapy and started really working through all of that stuff and hiring my own coaches to figure out why I react to things like that and starting setting my own boundaries and figuring out my own true self-care, not the the bubble baths and things yeah. like that, but really the yeah. the boundary settings and what I need in order to have a successful business, a successful marriage, a successful healing journey in order to get to where I was. And it, it really wasn't until I started doing that work that things started clicking in my business. And I started to really feel aligned with that. And that's, you know, as we wrap up, that's what you do. And tell us a little bit about what you do for for the women that you help. Yes. So as far as what my program looks like. Or yeah. And like how, how you work through some of those things with women so that the bellhop doesn't show yeah. up as, as aggressively. <laughs> yeah. A lot of what I do is really unleashing the feminine power and yeah. kind of deconstructing these, these ideas, these, this conditioning that we have around us around, you know, what, what we should look like in the workplace, how we should show up. And so reconnecting with, yes, we start with the conditioning that, you know, the childhood conditioning, the society conditioning and unraveling that, but then really connecting with what do you even want? What do you want out of life? And not what you think your mom should want you to have, not what you you think, you know, your spouse should, you know, wants you to have, or it's, What do you want? How do you want to show up in the world? How can we build you up? We um, work on things like- Hold on, before you go, that's so powerful. How many times, can we just stop for a second? How many times do women get asked what they want? We don't talk about what we want. We are always, for myself, I'm always- thinking about, well, what does my mom want me to do? What does my husband want me to do? What do my kids need me to do? Well, I don't have kids, but other women all the time. What does my job need me to do? My kids, we are playing so many roles. How many times listeners do you stop and think about what you really want? Yeah. Because we're well-trained to light ourselves on fire, to keep everyone else warm. Well-trained. Powerful. powerful. Sorry. Keep going. What else do you want? A lot of what I do also in my program is, you know, w- once we can kind of connect with this visceral feeling of what are, what we desire, because I use that language a lot, do I desire, and we can start then manifesting. And, you know, I have a client who said, I hate that word, but we, so we said mindset, we've adjust our mindset to start channeling 
what it is that we desire. She was actually what, what I would consider a super manifester too. So I think that's funny, but we would, you know, so we adjust the, and then we start setting effective goals and start doing this in the way that is unique and speaks to her, speaks to my clients. So that's what we do. And yeah, and it's a lot, it's a lot to to cram into eight weeks, but it's been really magical for, for the women I work with. Being just friends with Rebecca has helped change me significantly. She does some incredible, incredible things. So where can people come and find you if they're ready to just stop living in the daily grind of unhappiness and miserable and start living and going after what they really want and desire? Where can they find you and what does your program look like? Yeah. So they can go to Rebecca Simmons coaching.com and I offer actually a free 45 minute free 45 minutes with me and, you know, be able to give a little bit of value, find out a little bit more about you, but I I offer a confidence boost call is what I call it. And you can schedule that on my website. But actually what I've got right now is I'm actually looking for five women, Kara. I'm offering a little bit of a something special because there's something really magical. I think you, you, well, I know you know this, that there's something really magical when women get together, Mm -hmm. especially for the same purpose of, you know, empowering each other, empowering ourselves and, and expanding, growing and wanting to make a change in our lives. And so I'm looking to get a group of five women together to go through my program in unison and supporting each other and having that. And I'm running a really stupid, ridiculous deal on it. It really is stupid, ridiculous. (laughs) I keep telling her, you got to raise your prices, girl, because she's life changing, life changing. She really is. (laughs) These these rates are going to be going up. So, I mean even from where they are now, but this, I'm actually offering a, a really amazing deal right now. So I'm, I'm really um, looking for five amazing women to uh, jump into that. And if you're listening to this thinking, well, I don't know if I'm amazing enough, then, then yes, I'm speaking to you. <laughs> yes, yes. So when does this group coaching program start for these five women? When do they, they got to get started soon, right? I would like to start in March. I don't have a, a dead set date yet, but I'm looking to definitely start in March and get these women rolling. So it's something, something clean about starting on a new month. So if yeah. you're listening, you've got a couple of weeks, so book your free confidence boost session with Rebecca. She will change your life. I swear. It's amazing. <laughs> so check her out at Rebecca coaching.com. I will have that in the show notes so that you can check it out. Rebecca, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you for having me on again. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, this episode has been a broadcast of the Girls Girls Media. Check out all of our other podcasts. Glow Girl is back with our new host, April, every Monday. We have Her Royal Highness on Tuesday. I'm coming at you for Work Wednesdays with the Atta Girl podcast. We have the Girls Girls podcast on Thursdays and then Financial Fridays with Stock Daddy. So have an amazing week. Make today the best day ever and I'll see you next week.